All right, so here we are in a brand new, well, not brand new, but same spot we were before, but we've got a full studio set up. For those who yeah. are listening, you can't you can't see us. We don't have video, but know that it's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, we're legit. All right, but I'm Pastor Spencer. Um, I'm here with my co-host. Pastor, Pastor Tyler, what up, y'all? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I almost said your name for you. It's all um, good. And this it. is the Church Voice Podcast, all right? We are completely sponsored, um, supported, and recorded at Christian Center Church um, in South Bend, Indiana. Visit christiancenterchurch.org if you want to check us out or check the church out. Um, but yeah, and our mission here is building the body of Christ through a variety of voices. And so, uh, so yeah, we're... Uh, we we haven't recorded in a while, so I'm no. I'm, we had I'm like I'm really off, but we're just we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're get gonna it. go for we're it. We're gonna get it. So um, for instance, you know, if somebody was gonna subscribe to this thing or look oh, us up yeah, on different yeah, platforms, yeah. So where if, would if they you, find us? If you want to find us, all right, it is Church Voice Podcast on. I was gonna say all platforms, but we're really just on Instagram, right? Um, but you can also find our episodes, like I said, at ChristianCenterChurch.org. Um, is it, it's christiancenter.org, is Correct. It? Yeah, I always get our website wrong. Um, it's christiancenter.org. You can find us there. Um, and on Church Voice Podcast, all one word on Instagram. Yep. Give us a follow over there. Um, and be sure wherever you're listening to this, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm assuming you're subscribed already. So, um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it today. So how are you feeling, Pastor Tyler? What's going I on? I feel like or, absolute trash. sorry. sorry. Not not pastor, just Tyler Rhodes. Tyler Rhodes. Tyler Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just don't call me by my middle name. What What is your middle name? Austin. <laughs> Tyler Austin Rhodes. Yeah. Only my mama and my wife use my middle name, and that's well, only when I'm in trouble. Well, this host is going to use your middle name a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I was saying I feel like absolute trash. Why do you feel like trash? <laughs> I feel like trash because I, I hadn't had any coffee in well, a few I'm, days. I'm acting like you didn't talk to me about it. <laughs> I you know, right? You were like, why do you feel like trash? <laughs> I'm like, we just talked about this five minutes ago. So tell us about your trash trash feelings right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. It's a spiritual struggle. <laughs> it's my cross to bear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In all seriousness, kind of. Um, a few days ago, I started noticing that when I would get up early and I would I would spend time in prayer and in study and all these everything's things. Everything's super spiritual for Tyler Rhodes. I, was, <laughs> I took everything in me not yeah. to say Pastor Tyler. <laughs> and everything, well, and everything I'm about to say, yeah, we're about to see how spiritual I really am. So like I'm, and I'm like doing well, I'm consistently yeah. getting up. So yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good, but I begin to notice that like a rival motivation other than Jesus Christ <laughs> is coffee, <laughs> a morning cup of coffee. There were some times where I would wake up and I'd be like, no, nah, it's too early. But then I'd be like, oh yeah, I get to have a morning cup of coffee. Mm. Bless, and and Jesus too. Yeah, bless sorry, about forgot about that. <laughs> so then I start feeling convicted, yeah. no joke about a morning cup of coffee. So long story short, I pray about it, all these kinds of things. Me and the Lord decide I'm gonna cut coffee for one week just to kind of show that I can beat my body into Wait, subjection. Was it mostly the Lord? It was mostly the Lord. I don't feel Lord. like you were involved very much in that I decision. would like to say it was a partnership. Because the way you're moping around here, I don't think, I don't think that this is 
full obedience, okay? Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I'm still trying to like <laughs> hide my rebellion right yeah, now. Yeah. It was the analogy really is like, you know, you see, I only see white people do this. Just okay. saying. All right. Um, whenever they have their kids on leashes mm-hmm. in the grocery store. I'm not trying to get my opinion on this or that, okay? I'm just saying. So it's like, I'm that little child, and God is like pulling me down the aisle, <laughs> holds me on by that leash. You're dr- No, 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 no. Not a child on the leash. Have you seen the videos of a cat on a leash? Yes. And the person's just dragging the cat with this harness on? Yes. Okay, all right. That's, that is exactly that's what it's like. the image, all right? And I knew it was bad, and I, mm-hmm. we talked about it before we started recording, but I knew it was bad when... When I, I, we have staff devotions every morning and I sit down and it's usually like, Hey, what up, bro? What up, bro? Tyler didn't say a word to me this morning. I was like, what's going on with him? But yeah, it was a coffee. Silence. It's a coffee. Man, my, my mind hasn't been as sharp. It hasn't, well, it hasn't felt as sharp. Yeah. I'll say that because I don't think the coffee affects that. It's like my mind is impenetrable. It's like my mind is always sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, honestly. Yeah. Well, well, not that it is always sharp. You're a smart guy. Well, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say that. Listen, he's a smart guy. All right. What I'm saying is. Not like the TV show, but you don't, don't tell me you've never heard a smart guy. Smart guy? He's a smart guy. Is that the movie with Steve Carell? Smart. Please, someone in the comments, tell this man about smart guy. I don't, yeah, I don't know what that is. Be honest with you I gotta find it. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know where we were at. Oh, I was was describing all my symptoms of of my coffee withdrawals. Pretty sure I've got caffeine flu. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Dead serious. I mean, I just, yeah, my mind doesn't feel real sharp. Never seen that. What? Sorry. Never seen just, that in my entire life. Are you serious? I'm serious. You've I don't know who those seen people are. Smart guy. Somebody please help me. If 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 there's anyone in the world that can back me up on smart Is, guy. Was that on Nickelodeon? It was on, it was, I can't remember what. Eh. Oh, it only had three seasons, but I don't know why I watched so much of it. <laughs> I can't remember what it was on, but oh, smart guy, dude. I think it was on Disney or something anyway. I didn't watch a lot of Disney, so that's probably why. There's there's a whole lot of like Disney Plus. There's a whole lot of movies Dentina watch. Mm-hmm. I never, I almost never know what she's watching. Really? Because I, I just, I, mean, I, I just didn't watch a whole lot of it. I was a Nickelodeon kid. I feel you on that. Yeah, I feel you on that. Well, so anyway, I'm just walking through my coffee addiction and yeah. my withdrawals and it's only one week and it's yeah. like, it's awful. Yeah. You're, you're usually a pretty straightforward kind of like not mean, but you know, you're pretty, but you're just flat grumpy. I'm grumpy. I, I, you're just straight up grumpy. Dentine told me I was grumpy the other night. Yeah. She's like, if you're going to be this much of a jerk, <laughs> just drink some coffee. <laughs> Good just, night. Just, just, just forget about it. I like you better drunk. <laughs> I don't like the sober you, his wife says. No. Yeah. So it's 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 bad, but I'm working through it. I'm yeah. a work in progress. That's right. That's right. Amen. So if anybody out there, if you you because you probably resonate with coffee addiction. We okay. It, listen, this is the church voice podcast. If if we resonate with anything, like churches are literally giving out coffee for free True before that. service starts. True that. So 
naturally we are yeah. all aware of our coffee problem. Yeah. But we just yeah. it's the problem we all share together. Yeah. So we don't really I'm just the idiot who's trying to find some sort of way to fix it. Yeah. No. So far it's not working. No, you'll go back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, I'm going to. Co- coffee's in the corner like he'll be back. <laughs> Friday's my day, man. Dude, I'm looking forward to Friday like it's my second wedding day. Counting down the seconds. I'm like, dude, yeah, I've got a countdown on my computer. (laughs) Just watching the seconds tick away. That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, listen, I'm gonna cut us off because we got we gotta get we gotta get into our topic for today. Yeah, we gotta talk about something important. So so here on the Church Voice podcast. All right, it's building the body of Christ through a variety of voices. And our our thought and our heart and, and something that really interests both of us is historical voices, specifically, obviously, um, historical Christian voices. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these ministers, pastors, preachers, teachers, um, lay leaders of old who have impacted us, impacted the church at large and in, in, in so many ways. And so... Um, we want to draw from these historical voices, and um, so we've got we've got a heavy hitter for this episode. Oh yeah, we're coming with it. Yeah, yeah, we 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 are we are starting it out right with a true true heavy hitter. And most of you who who are listening to this are going to know who this person is. You're going to have heard of them, but if you haven't, if you are one of the few people on. On the on planet Church World, who has not heard of this guy? Um, I want to tell you a little bit about him. So we're going to talk about Charles Haddon Spurgeon, C. H. Spurgeon. Um, he was he lived from 1834 to 1892. So he was, and I'm just going to give a brief little little bio on him. But he was an English Particular Baptist preacher. Um, highly influential across, like I said, across all denominations. This isn't just like non-denominational. I mean, obviously he was a Baptist preacher, but he highly influential across multiple, I mean, church world in general. Most people know who Spurgeon is. Most Christian expressions draw at least something from Spurgeon. Yeah. They respect him in some way. Agreed. You're right. Agreed. Um, and so he pastored the New Park Street Chapel in London for 38 years. Pastor for 38 years. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather large congregation, too. Like one of the largest of its time. So yeah. um, pre-megachurch pastor before megachurch pastor was a thing. So I, I would I would say that. But it, I mean, he did it. He did it well. Did it right. I'm not saying anybody's doing it wrong. But he had a large congregation. So I don't want to. I don't want to negate that. Um, so he authored sermons, biographies, commentaries, books on prayer, devos, hymns, poetry. It, I mean, he was a scholar, writer, author, all that. Yeah, he was one of the names that people, the nicknames people would call him, is the Prince of Preachers. Okay, I mean, yeah, I just, saw that. Yeah, he was yeah. just lauded for his sermons. Yeah, and I've actually got a Bible. It's called the CSB. I told you I was going to fit this in. I told you. He is so proud of this Spurgeon Bible. I am. No, this thing is you awesome. Should be, you should be. I love you it. Should be. Yeah. It's got a whole bunch of quotes and yeah. stuff of his, but one of my favorite parts is it's got a lot of his sermon outlines in yeah. there. Yeah. And you you really can just kind of like take a deep dive into his mind mm-hmm. as to the way he would frame things, the way he would set things up. And he just he had a way of being strongly biblical, mm-hmm. but he had great illustrations, great analogies, things yeah. like that. Yeah. He just really was a special communicator. He was. And 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 I and I am I'm gonna agree with that because 
for a while there, I was working my way through his autobiography. Um, it, it's in two volumes. And honestly, I'm going to pick it back up again because it like I was making that a part of my prayer time. I would just read a little bit about him, you know, in and um, just make that a part of that, you know, that prayer and study time. But yeah, the illustrations that he would even draw from his younger life and the memories that he had and, and just just incredible. Um but one, and I always, we're always going to try to give a little bit of a interesting fact um, on the people that we cover. And one of the most interesting, one one that stood out to me as as a person of color, um, and especially today in the times that we're living in, was that um, Spurgeon was heavily and highly opposed to slavery. Um, and for his time, obviously, eighteen he lived from eighteen thirty four to eighteen ninety two. That was that was a time of a lot of slavery, a lot of, uh, you know, we we know that that history. And for for a preacher like that, and where he was in England to be opposed to slavery and and everything that that brought, I just thought that that was so powerful and so um, it just brought a lot of merit to the man, you know, to the point where I read a quote. And I'm just gonna ad lib the quote. I don't. I don't know it per <laughs> verbatim, but what he, he one of the quotes was just like basically he was saying I am I am absolutely opposed to slavery. And basically what he was saying is that if I come in contact with someone in that field or who is for slavery, I feel it my duty to tell them about themselves. And so I thought I was like, oh, ooh. he came at him. Man. Yeah, he yeah, really did. I yeah. mean the way. The way that he stood for that not only is 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 admirable, yeah, but it's really significant, really significant. Very. Like you said, Very. especially in the climate of his mm -hmm. day, and the way that he took a biblical approach to it. Yeah, it wasn't a political approach, right? And and not to say we shouldn't ever get political, right? But it, it for him that that wasn't his main focus. Mm -hmm. His main focus was saying this is what the scripture says. Yep. This is why I'm categorically against yeah. slavery. Yep. And there and there was even people after what you're talking about happened. Um, there were people who would leave his church uh, yeah. over uh, him coming out so strongly against against slavery. Yeah. So really really cool. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Um, so that, that obviously leads us into, so we've got a, we've got a quote from him today that, that Pastor Tyler dug up and, and really is just kind of the spark and the leading for our, for our conversation, um, today. So why don't you, <clears throat> why don't you share that with us and, and let's, uh, let's get into it. Cause I'm excited about this one. I think it's, uh, I think it's a powerful, a powerful thing to talk about. So go we've, ahead. We've already talked about Spurgeon being a heavy hitter, so yeah. heavy hitter and a and a very blunt individual in general. So go ahead and give us give us the heat. This yeah, this quote's <laughs> going to be that for sure. Spurgeon says, "Certain good men appeal to me who are distinguished by enormous passion and zeal and a conspicuous absence of brains." <laughs> listen to this Sorry. man. I'm going to listen. He says, brethren who would talk forever and ever about nothing, who would stamp and thump the Bible and get nothing out of it at all, earnest, awfully earnest, mountains in labor of the most painful kind, but nothing comes of it at all. Therefore, I have usually declined their applications. Mm. So here's what he's saying. Spurgeon is saying, there are men who want to work with me, 
who who want to help me pass to the church, who want to travel with me. He did lots and lots of traveling. Mm-hmm. There are people who want to work w- with me who are Christian brothers, who are passionate, who are faithful, who are fruitful, but who are incompetent. Mm. And so what he's saying is, is that I deny their applications to work with me because they're spiritual, but they're not skilled. Mm. And so that really, as you and I were, were talking about that quote and really just kind of letting it uh, marinate in us, yeah, we really, we really began to <clears throat> think about the, the topic of competency yeah. and how important it is because oftentimes as Christians, and this, this isn't just in spiritual things, this is also in business, you know, everything. in employment, in everything. Um, we, we talked a lot about competency and yeah. why that's important, why that matters. So I know that that was something that we were going to talk about today is we were, we were kind of going to talk about and converse with Spurgeon on the topic of competency um, in these various areas of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one one thing, a couple, a lot of things come to my mind when when you when you gave me this quote initially. Um, but for some reason, I feel led to to talk about this one in particular. But. But a lack of competency leads to an increase in conflict. And, and I don't know why, I, and that's not where I was planning to go. But, but really, I think about, because passion without competency, it, it, it does lead to conflict. And I think about when individuals get in, whether it's a debate on faith, whether it's a debate on, on you know, the current cultural moment, like you like to say, um, whether, whatever it is, but when people get into these debates or get into these heated conversations or situations, because of a lack of competency, they end up on the side of emotion rather than, rather than intellect and conversation and knowledge base sorts of things. I hear about it all the time, you know, where people, instead of, instead of being able to have a conversation, um, emotions take charge rather than competency. And so I don't know. I, and again, I just, I felt that as you were, as you were sharing that. And again, that's not something I felt the first time we talked about it, but that's where we get into trouble. Even like, take the example of defending our faith. Like if we get presented with, with someone who's challenging our faith or challenging what we believe and saying, you shouldn't believe that because of this and this, or, oh, that's your mommy or your daddy's religion, or, you know, you were raised that way, so how do you know it's really yours, da 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 And I have a passion for Jesus. Like, I know, I know I have a passion for Jesus because that's evident in my following him, in the way that I follow him, in the way that I worship, in the, you know, whatever. But if I'm not competent in, in why I believe what I believe, when that when that um, attack, really not even attack, but when that conversation comes to my doorstep, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get more upset than than intellectual. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna tell you you're wrong because I know what I know and I know I know it because I know it. <laughs> but I can't tell you why I know it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so then that begins to breed insecurity within me. I get angry with that person. My witness is tainted. You know, all sorts of things come from that that aren't that aren't the best. 
you know? And so I just, I, I don't know why, I just, I thought about that as you were saying that right now. Yeah, it reminds me of when I was in college, I was in apologetics class, mm-hmm. which if if a person listening is unfamiliar with the term apologetics, it, it just means a reasoned defense of the faith. Yeah. So that's literally, talk about right. defending the faith, use right. that as an example. That's literally what we were talking about in there. Yeah. And I remember we had a series of debates, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, have you ever been in a debate, anything like that? I, like a real legit debate? No, no, not an organized debate. Okay. I've been in many a debate, but oh, well, not, sure not an organized professional debate, yeah. no. That it's, I mean, so we did it in that class. It's the only time I've ever done it. Mm-hmm. Um, like an organized, real, legit debate. And um, first of all, it's like, it's real scary. <laughs> scary to do those really. Because if you look dumb, well, <laughs> you, you know, you don't have anywhere to fall back on. But I remember we were we were all getting prepped for our debates. I remember I was debating a guy on secular music. We were given mm. our topics. You know, it's not what I would have chose, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love secular music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his approach. So I remember we were getting ready to do our debates, and the professor said, all right, we're getting ready to get going with our lineup. Uh, he said, now, I'm sure that y'all are wondering how I'm going to determine the winner, who wins the debates. And he said, how I'm going to determine who won is this. Whoever gets mad first loses. And and we all had the, okay, you got a crazy look on your yeah, face right now. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say anything because I was going to let you keep talking, but like I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, we, had, we all had the same yeah. look on our face yeah. because that's not what we expected. Right. I mean, this guy, this guy has a doctorate in apologetics. I mean, I'm like, okay, but if, surely there's another way, but that's the one he chose. But if you think about it, that's, that is exactly who determines the winner of it. I, I mean, I've, I've had these conversations even, and yep. I've watched these conversations, and it's like, yeah, you, you, you just lost. Yep. So go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. And that's all I was going to say. Yeah. And so that that really put things in perspective for us because, so you said, a lack of competency breeds an increase in conflict. Mm. So let me say the opposite. A presence of competency breeds an increase of confidence. Wow. So if I'm confident... Mm. Mm. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Preach, him. preacher. Praise Preach. him. Mm. Say that one more again. Praise him. I don't know if I can. <laughs> He's like, I forgot it yeah. already. It's the coffee loss. I can't remember what I said. Listen, you guys can rewind it. So rewind that and listen to that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That it's it's the it's the presence yeah. of competency right. that breeds an increase in confidence. I yeah. think that's ballpark. Yeah, yeah. What I said. Yeah. So I'm not getting mad because I'm I'm confident and I'm I'm set in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't need you to think what I'm saying is true or agree with what I'm saying for right. me to feel confident that that is actually the case. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's really important. You talked about our witness being tainted when we get mad. And again, it's okay to be passionate. Spurgeon commends these, these men who send in applications to him. Mm-hmm. He commends their passion, and mm-hmm. he's being honest about that. But he's saying, you know, they talk, they get all loud, they're happy, they're excited, but they're not really saying anything. And how often, we talked about our current cultural climate, how often do we see people saying a whole lot loudly, but they're really not saying anything of consequence? And I think one of the things that has to be addressed there is is competency. Yeah. 
Well, and even when you think about it in 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 the business world, you know, or because I, you know, I think we all have an idea of business or do business or whatever. Um, but if I if I have no, I can be so excited about something, and if I don't have any knowledge of it, like if I haven't thought, like I can say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this business or I'm gonna pursue this thing, and I haven't I haven't like I've got the I've got the I've got the idea of it so ingrained within me and yeah I'm excited about it but I have no I've not taken any effort to gain knowledge of that thing or that pursuit and and I just end up spinning my wheels and you wonder why and, and we wonder why people are looking at us like wait what what are you what are you doing why 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 are you wasting your time on that because you because people can read that people can read your because and and I'm I'm just going to go off of what you just said people can read that level of com- competency right. by your level of confidence yeah. when it comes down to executing when it comes down to executing what you're trying to do they can read that level of confidence based on your competency based on how you're pursuing that thing and not just talking about it. And and when you came into my office and shared this quote with me, um, one thing that came to my mind is that, is that there are people out here, there are systems out here, and, and, and we might be getting a little too deep because I want to try to keep this short, but there are systems and, and even individuals out here that want to keep you at a place of passion and not a place of competency. Right. They want to keep you at a place of passion and not a place of knowledge. Like they want to give you just a, just enough to be passionate, but 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 not enough to be knowledgeable in a thing. Like the whole world, it's this it's this deception. And so people are getting pumped up and passionate about all these different things. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Da, 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 da. But but. That individual or that that organization or whatever isn't necessarily giving you the tools, you know, or they're trying to sell you on the tools, but they're still only going to give you so much information. And so we're I think we're just we want people to be passionate, but not competent. Yeah, it's it's true. And I think that we see this whenever. So here's one of the ways that I can tell this. Whenever I'm uh, watching something or if I'm on social media, we see <laughs> see yeah. it there a lot. Or if I'm in conversation with someone or even notice it in myself, an area in which a person is incompetent is always going to elevate opinion. Mm-hmm. Always. So they're going to be super passionate about what they're saying, but it's not going to be a whole lot of truth and not a whole lot of facts. It's going to be a whole lot of, well, I think this and I think that and we should do this taking these opinions and really trying to make them truth statements. And I think that speaks to what you're saying Yeah, is because so often we see people who are passionate, yeah. and, and but they're not competent enough in an area. So what they're reproducing is mm-hmm. a bunch of people who are passionate but who are not competent enough in an area in order to be confident enough to really spit those facts, to, to deliver the truth and let it stand on its own. And here's another thing. Competency, it comes from and lends to accomplishment. 
Yeah. So there's often times just about to yeah, go there. Well, it's important to go there because yeah. we don't we don't live a works based faith. Yeah. Life is not all about accomplishment, but it do, what we do matters, mm-hmm. and the changes that we actually make matters. So with so many voices in our world today begging for our attention, one of the things I think about and try to weigh out as people are saying, follow my leadership, listen to my podcast, mm-hmm. you know, read my book, listen to my music, do this, do that, do this, do that. I'm thinking, okay. What have you actually done? Right. What are the the real credentials that you have where you can talk at least on some level? Because mm-hmm. you know we're sitting here doing this podcast right now. Yeah. And and we have some accomplishments in life. That's why we're using Spurgeon. <laughs> exactly. That's why, look, that's why we're drawing from people of history because uh, we only got so much. We're going to out on their him. accomplishments. No. <laughs> so we, you know, we have some. We're comp- competent in some yeah. areas. That's why we're trying to talk about these right. things. But but even then, if there's an area I'm not competent on, mm-hmm. I'm not going to address it. You're not going to hear me talk about the details of finance on this podcast. I don't know. I, I don't know. First time I ever bought a car, I got ripped off. Why? I was ignorant. I was not competent in... Because you could, people can only be ripped off and deceived if they're uninformed. Exactly. So whenever we're not informed in a certain area and we get involved in it, deception, manipulation, exactly. those kind of things, it's always right around the corner. Yeah. Well, and again, that's what you see. You know, you see people giving money to things and money to organizations and money to people and money to the, you know, and and they're just and it's always there's such an immediacy to passion. Versus the longevity of competency. Like it, it takes a long time to learn a thing. It takes no time to be passionate about it. That's a thing. really good. Yeah. It takes really no, it, it takes no effort, no time to be passionate about it. But but for 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 me to gain competency, to for me to understand something before I pursue it, that's gonna take me time, effort, yep. focus. It determine, I mean, everything that it takes to succeed. It's going to take an investment. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. Yep. And 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 just to solidify even his quote, he says, no, I'm not, I'm, I deny your application. Understand that without competency, there is no platform. Right. And so I think a, a, we, we want, we want a platform without, and again, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, oh, yeah, I, me get, too. Oh, I yeah. get there, but we want to, we want a platform without, without the right level of competency. Because then, if we get the platform, we're we're then we're the people just breeding passion, exactly, and not and not competency. And when you talk about competency as a Christian, especially today, you we're living in a time where we got to be more firm and foundational than ever before. We like we're we're getting to that point where you know Jesus talks about like no like. Don't think about what you're going to say, but in that very hour, the Holy Spirit will give it to you. We're, we're, we're in that point where when when people, you know, attack you or address you and, you know, you need to give an answer. We're like the scripture talks about that. And we're at a point now where it's like we need to be more competent than ever. Yes. You know, and like it's it's tough for me to even think about being as competent biblically or spiritually as a person like like Spurgeon, but that's what I've got to strive for, you know, because, and again, negating the platform, negating like um, my ministry and, and, and doing great, th- negating all that, just thinking about 
again, being able to stand firm when the time comes, because I don't know when that is. Democrat, Republican, whatever. And again, I'm not, we're not, we don't need to get political. It doesn't matter where you where you are on the on the spectrum of of what's going on in the world. If you're a Christian, you need to be competent in what you believe in the faith that you have and in the scriptures. And it's like that's so critical. It's so critical. Again, just to stand firm for the faith and stand firm for Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And you you hit on something that I wanted to make sure we covered before we got off of here. Yeah. Which is how to build competency mm. and what are the important good. factors. It's good. Let's that, get practical. That make up. Yeah, I'll, exactly. talk, I'll talk all pie in the sky all yeah. day long, but how yeah, how do we do it? Yeah, exactly. Well, and you talked about the investment of time. That's yeah. number one. You hit that. I don't feel the need to hit it again. Yeah. Another thing, and I brought this up to you before, I wanted to make sure to hit it. Another thing is the biblical word wisdom. Because when yeah. when we think wisdom, we think someone who makes good decisions. And that's not wrong. That's definitely a part of wisdom. But wisdom goes far beyond just simply making good decisions. Matter of fact, when you look at the Hebrew word wisdom that I cannot pronounce and I'm not going to try. <laughs> when, when Blue Letter Bible. <laughs> exactly. Blue Letter Bible. Dot org. <laughs> exactly. When, when you look at that Hebrew word, um, matter of fact, Blue Letter Bible. Yeah. Is it dot org or dot com? It is dot org. Okay. So you're good. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. I'm in the spirit, y'all. <laughs> so uh, it, it always gives you those words that this Hebrew word can be translated in. Mm-hmm. And so wisdom, of course, is up front. It's translated that way the most. You know what number two is? Skill. Mm. Skill. And I, I heard Eugene Peterson one time, author, pastor, writer. He said... It's not who this podcast is about. No, well, it's not. We're on Spurge. No, I'm know, I'm, He I'm is joking. a historical figure, though. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it. We'll work it into it here. Uh, Eugene Peterson said he gave a definition of wisdom. He said, "Wisdom is the art of living skillfully." I thought that was so. I thought that was such a neat way of describing wisdom as more than just you know knowledge correctly applied. You know, that's usually when you talk about wisdom, it's usually what you hear, and that's fine. Really, that's fine. But to say the art of living skillfully—that I'm I'm investing time into developing skills, biblical skills, spiritual skills, business skills, mental skills, all of these kind of emotional, relational skills, all these kinds of things we need to help build competency in certain areas so that we can succeed so that, like you said, when the time comes, we have something meaningful to contribute. And I I wanted to say this quickly, and then I'm going to let you say what you want to say. James 1, 5 in verse 6 Uh, Verse 5 says, Now if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So it's important that we recognize that if we want to build in wisdom, then that first investment of time needs to be prayer mm. in asking God for wisdom. And yes, reading books, listening to podcasts, you know, taking care of ourselves, these other things we need to do, of course. But first and foremost, it's asking God for that wisdom and asking in faith 
so that we so that we're not like so many people we see who are tossed back and forth like the waves, yeah. you know, being tossed by, by the, the wind. By the next infomercial. <laughs> by the next infomercial. By, or by the next cause, hello, yeah. whatever cause yeah. happens next, yeah. because every cause has to have an event that precedes it that's going to make the cause come up again. So if we're going to have something to contribute, we're not going to be tossed back and forth by those stuff. Wisdom is going to help us be stable and competent and you know, and really be given over to accomplishment and, and confidence. Yeah. Man, that's so good. That's so good. And I, I honestly, we're, we're going to end it right there because... We wanna we wanna try to uh, keep these these episodes uh, very concise and to the point. I have no idea how long we've been talking, but we'll Me neither. we'll, uh, we'll see when we when we see the timestamp. So, um, but listen, guys, get competent. Passion. Uh, listen, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you got a passion for Jesus. But we can always one our passion can always grow, but our competence competency can always grow. Yeah, we can it always, should grow along with it. It, it yeah. should always, and, and, and listen, no matter where you're at, and, and I'll, I'll end with this, it, just as an encouragement, if you maybe you don't feel super confident in that defense. Maybe you don't feel super confident. But listen, Spurgeon, maybe when he wrote that quote, wasn't always there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was a super smart guy, but I had to, I, I have to remember that like, as I grow older and as I spend that time, that competency grows, that confidence yes. grows in in my faith and in my belief and in in whatever. But just just be encouraged, no matter where you're at, um, to just grow in that competency and let 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 the passion breed competency. Yeah, let it put the work in exactly. Mm-hmm. Put that work in. Put that time in. Um, but I'll babble on if if you don't stop me. So, um, but listen, follow us at church voice podcast all one word on instagram check us out check out the church christiancenter.org um we're over there too if you go to watch and listen you'll see the podcast you also see all of pastor mark's sermons on there as well um but listen we love you guys and just again building the body of christ through a variety of voices we've got a all we've got a whole new voice new old new old voice um <laughs> for next week as well but listen thank you so much for listening um and be sure to subscribe share this with somebody i know that's a lot to ask but you can do it yep all right appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time peace out y'all peace